Hello and welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Last year, I rode the most kilometres I've ridden in more than a decade, and a fair portion of it was on Zwift. Mainly because it's fun, the bonus was I got fitter in the process. Zwift had me riding with friends from all over the world on courses all over the world. It also got my competitive spirit going, so I made the most of the structured workouts in an effort to get the better of my mates on our weekly meetups. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Get a free seven-day trial at Zwift.com. Ride on. Bonjour, 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 and uh, welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central uh, podcast. Before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash tdf, or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me, it's, of course, Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? I'm all right. I'm, I keep saying it, I know, but four days to go. And, I, you know, I don't think any of us want this race to end. We want it to go on forever, but all good things must come to an end. One big mountain day to go. We've had one big one. Well, we've had more than one big one, but we had that big one overnight. And it. I think it delivered. Do you think it delivered? It definitely delivered. And uh, let's talk uh, and pause for a second of, uh, for stage 17. It was also Bastille Day uh, yesterday. And of course, Bastille Day, it's always a festival for the, for the French riders. And if we go in, on unfolding uh, this stage itself, we had... A fair bit of French riders that some of them I, I didn't know of uh, just went onto the attack. And then, honestly, it was a bit of a French festival. Well, yeah. And, you know, as we say in uh, professional cycling, um, you know, who's, who won the cup? So the French cup, David Gordou, I think they should have presented him with the French cup. He didn't win the stage, obviously. He was, uh, what was he, fourth on the stage, I think, just in front of Ben O'Connor, who did a brilliant ride, incidentally. But Gordou was good. In terms of the French, he was—he had a great ride. He was, um, what, he was a minute or less than a minute uh, behind the stage winner, which, of course, was Tadej Pogacar. And, yeah, and that's true. And then on, on the actual uh, last climb of the Col du Porte, uh, he was really uh, coming back to 40 seconds from the to the lead. So there was a certain hope he wasn't meant to be. And you said it, Tadej Pogacar won the stage brilliantly. Yeah, he was he he was brilliant, wasn't he? He um he took charge. He totally took charge. His teammates set him up, and he tried to drop Jonas Vingegaard and Richard Carapaz. He couldn't, which I liked. I liked that he didn't just completely destroy everyone in his wake. So they were able to stay with him. He they weren't they were no match for him in the sprint finish to the line. Carapaz went on the attack, which was good to see as well. He he really tried to um, offload Vingegaard, but. So the battle, the battle now is really between second and third. You know, let's let's be honest. We're waiting to see if Car if Pogacar had any chinks in the armor overnight. There weren't. There wasn't one. In fact, he still looks to be the strongest. So you'd imagine today he will consolidate that advantage, and then he goes into the TT in, in you know with a, an unassailable lead. But the battle is for second and third, and the battle then is for fourth and fifth and sixth still. So there's still a really good, some really good battles going on um, for the you know, remaining placings. Uh, let's talk about Ineos uh, also yesterday because we, uh, we did actually vent a little bit about Ineos in the last few days and the tactics. What do we make of the tactics yesterday? Carapaz was there in the finish, uh, playing a little bit dirty though in the last, the last uh, part of the climb because he didn't take any, he didn't work anything, but then he... He tried to snap them uh, and attack them, so not entirely fair play. But do you think they changed the tactic yesterday in, in the approach to that particular stage and what can we see again tonight? Yeah, I think they, I think they did a little bit. I think they realised that what's the point of 
putting putting the guys on the front, riding tempo, and then getting dropped, and then and then our leader Karapaz, you know, not not being able to do anything. So they they totally did. I think it was all about just protecting. Richard Catapaz because they didn't go to the front, did they, at all, I don't think. Um, I mean, the reality is, you know, we can critique and, yes, of course, we, we do. We're going to sit back and critique teams for their tactics, whether they be good or bad. You can't do much when you've got a guy like Pogacar. And actually, you know, credit to his team. Plenty of people said, oh, he doesn't have a strong team. And I've got to say, I never, ever really believed, necessarily believed that theory, even from early on. And it was sort of came up on that long, that the longest stage. Remember, when the big group went, and UAE had to ride tempo on the front. Yeah, for a while there, it was a big arm wrestle, but they closed the gap down, and oh, they've they've actually got stronger and stronger as the race has gone, and stronger in the mountains. UAE, they had four guys there at one point, or five guys, when I don't think any other team had that many numbers. So, pretty hard, pretty hard to come up with a winning tactic when you've the, the strongest guy in the race is sort of leaps and bounds ahead of you. Let's take a second as well to talk about Vingegaard and then promise we'll talk about uh, Ben O'Connor in, in a sec so stay tuned uh, and we have uh, we'll, le- we'll hear from uh, Ben O'Connor as well but uh, let's talk about Vingegaard he's a young guy it's his first Tour de France rookie as well um, but it's he's probably uh, in my view the only guy that can sort of match Pogacar blow for blow is, um, am I correct in saying this so far? Well, he's able to he, – he, it got to a point where he, he did initially. Um, the Pog sort of attacked and then Vingegaard was happy to keep coming through and then the Pog would attack again and then Vingegaard was like, oh, hang on, I'll just skip one little turn. And then so as, as the climb went on, um, the Pog had him. But he seems to be the closest. He seems to be the closest. Um, the difference is Catapaz – is a Grand Tour winner himself. So he did. He rode crafty. He, um, you know, he waited. He knew he had to try and put some some time between him and Vingegaard because Vingegaard will do a good TT. He'll do a pretty good TT. I think he did a good time trial in the, the, the first one. So, but he is, he's a star of the future. And, well, he's arrived, hasn't he? It's a bit like Ben O'Connor. We're saying stars of the future, but they're arriving now. They're not just riding top 15. They're riding for a spot on the podium at the Tour de France. So, no, they, this is... This is the, it's the generation, we say it's the next gen, it's the generation now because the next gen's already arrived and, and this, is, this is them. They are now taking over the sort of hierarchy of the Tour de France and it's, oh, it's fantastic. I think we should all be, you know, as fans, we should be excited about the, what we're watching here because they're, they're just, they're, they're animators of, of the race. I'm already salivating of a Pogacar Bernal uh, battle, which we hope we'll see next year on the on the roads of the Tour de France, because clearly they're the two best riders in the world at the minute uh, on Grand Tours, anyway. So uh, that would be super interesting to see Pogacar matching up with Bernal and vice versa. Uh, now let's talk about our boy Ben O'Connor. What an incredible ride again yesterday! He was there with the best. He was one of the best, actually. First of all, let's listen to Ben O'Connor. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was pretty special to be, I think it was fifth up there in the end uh, on a mountaintop finish in Tour de France. Is, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's testament to, to the team's hard work and my hard work and uh, yeah, I think we can all be proud of today. The first, initially it was following Pogacar and then getting dropped by Pogacar. I was like, okay, i got to play the second game uh, with Iran and Kelderman. And yeah, in the end, uh, I thought I could try and grab a couple seconds and maybe I could have gone earlier, but uh, yeah, I went through a couple of rough patches too. So uh, 
yeah, I'm proud of today. So that was Ben O'Connor. Um, he's from WRA, all right. Like, he's chilled as. He's just ridden uh, one of the worst stage of this Tour de France so far. And that was taken by my colleague at Radio France, virtually at the bottom of the, the finish line. So virtually minutes after him crossing the line. How chill is he? He's awesome, isn't he? He, he just takes it all in his stride. So he was fifth on the stage, 126 down on Pogacar. Um, he, yeah, I mean, like you say, one of the toughest stages, um, he's now cemented his place in, in, in fifth place. Um, he's not, it's not a done deal. He's still got to get through obviously tonight. Tonight's a big day and in, uh, yeah, we'll get to that in a second, but he is now Ben has now proven that he is a serious general classification rider and he will, and he's going to be, I don't think this isn't a flash in the pan. This is, he's arrived now on the world stage. He arrived on the world stage when he won his Giro stage uh, last year. But this is different. This is next level. This is, this is um, proving that he can be consistently as good as the best riders in the world. And no, it's, uh, I, hope he's, um, I hope his contract uh, reflects that because, yeah, he, he is, you know, he, the, the world is his oyster. Like next year... You know, we, we're going to want to see Ben O'Connor at the Tour de France, but he could bypass and say, right, I'm going to try and win the Giro d'Italia or I'm going to try and win the Vuelta. This is, this is really exciting for, for, for Australian cycling. And, you know, remembering we lost Lucas Hamilton and Jack Haig and Jack Haig was all things considered equal. He was looking really strong early on. He left the race really early. So we've got, we've got our neck. We've been saying for about five years, who's going to take over the reins First it was Richie, ah, it's Cadell Evans. Then it was like, okay, well, Richie's the man. And Richie did, took over the reins. And then we're like, who's next? And here they come. Here they are. They're, they're ready. They've been there waiting, actually. Uh, we just didn't open the door to see who they were. So, but Ben Ben is, yeah. And you, like you say, you see it in his voice, or you hear it in his voice, I should say. Um, he, he's really relaxed. He's got his feet firmly planted on the ground. And he's just wrapped to be riding with the best in the world. Do you think at AG2R uh, they right now licking their lips, going okay, let's let's have a, let's have a minute and think about our strategy for the years to come? They've got Ben O'Connor for two years or three years. I think it's three years. Yeah. Um, so they're thinking, okay, we can build around something something around this guy. And you 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 mentioned, and I think you're right. I don't think Ben O'Connor is a flash in the pan. I think he's rock solid. Can he be the leader of an outfit like AG2R? And how do they shape th this team around him? Because at the minute, the, the team is definitely shaped around classics, Van Avermaet, that was their strategy. But you think they now need to rethink how the team is composed, how the team behaves for in the views of a Giro or of Vuelta next year or maybe a Tour de France? Yeah, it's... So I'd slightly, whether it's disagree, I think it's a... It's How can you disagree? It's a question. Because <laughs> I am. Um, it's a real, it's a mixed bag at the moment, I think, their team. Because they've got Pani Pan, um, oh, Cosnefoy. So they've got, they've sort of they've got these guys that can climb. And then you're right, Greg Van Avermaet. And look, with all due respect to Van Avermaet, he's in the tail end of his career. We're not going to see the very best of Van Avermaet but he can be a brilliant road captain. Has he, has he played a real road captain role? Has he played that super domestic role? I'm not convinced he has. 
I'm actually pretty much certain he hasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and this is what I'm talking about. I'm not saying Sack van Avermaet because he's, he's, a, he's a fantastic rider. But would they have to now gel and put... The, the the objectives and the target of the team maybe slightly differently and explain maybe to Greg van Avermaet hey Greg you're brilliant we love you but your role now is you are you are the boss of these guys but we are putting everything on Ben O'Connor for the Grand Tours 100% yeah you're spot on that, that's what and they need to and this sounds uh, what's the word uh, uh, I, I, I don't want it to sound condescending towards a guy like Greg Van Avermaet because from all accounts he's a great team mate of any team he's, he's obviously a great rider but they need to empower him and say your days are done trying to win Flanders trying or you can you can do that we'll give you that opportunity but your days of shining at the Tour de France are over you're going to shine like a true leader we need you to be the boss of this squad, we need you to have Ben O'Connor's back, and we need you to rally the troops around him. And that's yeah, I because th- I, th- I I even feel like with Roman Bardet when he was there, you know, it, it was a pretty good team, but it wasn't like we raved about AG2R around Roman Bardet how good they were. It was all about Roman Bardet, wasn't it? It wasn't like. We could you, you couldn't reel off the seven riders and okay plenty of teams you couldn't do that too with um, about about team leaders but yeah I feel like they need to they need to have a review not in a bad way but they need to go right we want to do a review at the end of this year because we want to try and find ten percent ten percent so they let's say they look at fifteen different departments or elements of the sport of of their team one of them is ben o'connor right so they go right there's actually six aspects ben that we think we can improve with you and we can pull half a percent out of those six aspects one of them is your time trialing let's look at your position let's look at your training Da-da-da-da-da. then they go right the team okay then the the um technical aspects um um the equipment. All I, I think they need to do a full review of their squad and try and squeeze five or six percent the marginal gains yeah exactly it's all about marginal gains and and i and i've always felt ag2r are a little bit and i don't know I, it's just a feeling that i feel like they're when when you look at some of the other teams like bmc when they're around you know they put a lot of into their r&d with the, with their tt bikes with all that sort of stuff when cadell was there um to the point that they even had a drop seat on Gero's bike so that, that could fit Richie Porte if he needed a bike. They, they, they thought to that level that Gero, Richie's got a problem, Gero can give his bike, push a button, the seat drops to the exact height for Richie Porte, to that level. Yes, you, absolutely. I'm so glad you remember that. that. That's exactly it. It's just the small things. And, and, you know, and this is a, a big kudos to Gero too. And this is a good example, actually, when we talk about Greg Van Avermaet. Gero won two monuments. He wore the yellow, won stages at the tour. You know, he, he, Gero won just about everything. The last year or two of Gero's career, and I could be wrong, so apologies, Gero, if it's the case, he didn't win much because he was playing a super domestique role for, for um, Richie, didn't he, at BMC. He went, to, he went from Bike Exchange or Green Edge, as they were known then, he went from there to BMC to help Richie, not for any other reason. That's why he went there and he played that super role. And that, that's, that's, what, you know, that's what they should now try and be really driving out of Greg Van Avermaet 
um, and, and you know, and, and rallying all those troops. So, anyway, that's that, that's that's something we sh- will discuss in next January, won't it? As as the team get gets ready for another big year. But look, the exciting thing is, we're getting excited about the future for Ben O'Connor and, and what he potentially can achieve. Yeah, absolutely. And then it's not false hope. This is the thing, uh, and and I repeat this. News alert, this is not a flash in the pan. This is not a flash in the pan. It just now exploded in the eyes of everybody around the world that is watching uh, cycling. Any other uh, take on that we can have from the GC? Uh, I think now if we look at the standings, we've got a, a Pogacar, like, like you said, on the lead. It's going to be hard to dethrone him unless there is a massive problem. Uh, then we have a little group for second and third, so Vingegaard and Carapaz. And then that group that was battling for, for the podium, realistically now, it's going to be hard for them to also join the podium because there's, there's, there's a gap of close to two minutes between third and fourth. And then there's a packet around this, uh, this whole Uran, and this is where Ben O'Connor is. Um, do you see any of these so-called fourth to six or seven, able to just make the, make the jump to the, to the podium? What will we need for this to happen? It's, it's got to happen tonight. So it's, it won't happen in the time trial, I don't believe, because Vingegaard will do a – he'll hold his own. So will Carapaz. So it needs to happen tonight in, on Luzadi Den. That's the final climb. And, of course, the Col de Tourmalet. So what an iconic stage. And, again, I'm so looking forward to it. Um, yeah, you're right. Look, it's not quite two minutes, but if they're going to get, put themselves within a podium spot, they need Catapaz or Vingegaard to explode just a bit. Yeah, they do. They need they need them to have a bit of a shocker because they've been riding so well. And likewise, the only guy, well, Lutsenko and Mas, if we go further down, you know, are in seventh and eighth, and they're a little way off O'Connor, Uran, um, and Kelderman. So they need those three to have a bit of a shocker. For Ben O'Connor, he's only he, he's less than twenty seconds behind Rigoberto Uran for fourth place, so that that is within his reach. Problem is, Uran can produce a very good TT. Are you surprised by the form Uran had yesterday? Are you surprised he wasn't finishing with the the Pogacar, the Carapaz, the the Vingegaard? Are you surprised Uran was not that fourth one in that group? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I think. He, he, he sort of he doesn't surprise us so much, does he? Because we know what he's done. So, and he wasn't he wasn't a he wasn't a long way back, but he did he, he was behind Ben O'Connor by about what thirty odd seconds. So, um, he didn't have a complete disaster day. He just didn't have a great day. And um, you know, when the when the times are so close between those top six, or you know, from second to sixth, you lose thirty seconds. You you know, you, 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 you're potentially losing two spots. He could bounce back today. He could bounce back today and take 40 seconds on all of the other guys. You just That's the way Uran is. Um, so, yeah, let's watch that, watch that space because, um, yeah, it's going to be a, an awesome day. Let's talk about the, the king of the mountain as well. You know how much I love those polka dots. I think they are the ugliest jersey around <laughs> yet again this is the one you want and because it's so it's got so much history around and again who would not want to be a king but anyway that's my uh, that's my plea where are we standing now and the battle is still fairly open nervous times dare i say because in the last couple of days and on the live coverage last night we dissected briefly the KOM points so Wout Pole sits on 78 he is in the lead right 
And bef- like I said, 24 hours ago, there was Quintana Woods, Wout Van Aert, um, potentially challenging. Second place now in the KOM, Tade Pogacar on 67. And Tade Pogacar won the Polkadot last year. Let's not forget about the fact that the only jersey he didn't win last year was green. Bit lax, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but let, let's let's focus that Tade Pogacar can climb. We know this, but he's already won the Polkadot jersey last year. Very, very possible for him to actually win it again this year. It is more than possible. It's a mountaintop finish, right? It is a mountaintop finish, and there is two or categories. We'll go into the stage uh, in a sec, but the stage tonight, two or categories, Tourmalet, Luzardin, and mountaintop finish. We've just gone through the stage, so we don't need to. Um, yeah, so even if even if he doesn't win the stage, Pogacar, if he's going to drop, you would think, well, Poles. Adap Walpoles will win the stage. Adap Walpoles will go on top of Tourmalet. So in terms of the points... Yes, it's, it's crunch time for the Polkadot jersey for Pogacar. I think I get the feeling that the Pog wants the Polkadots as well because he won them last year. And he knows, he knows. Yeah, uh, yeah. So because it's, it's, simil- it's a similar stage in a sense, not as long. It's a shorter stage, 129 kilometres. So this makes it hard for the breakaway, but you have got that flat, the flat roads leading into the Tourmalet. Um, I sort of know those roads. I've ridden around there quite a bit over the years. Um, they're not well they are reasonably flat so I think a break will go so all Welt Poles can hope is that he gets away and he takes that first that first climb if he takes the Tourmalet then it might be enough for him to win it um, so it's going to be an interesting day yeah because the, the Polka the jersey will also be decided pretty much tonight as well that's the other jersey and the other take on the stage uh, tonight Quintana all these guys that were in contention yesterday they, they had a bit of a shocker Quintana had a massive shocker I think he finished like 15 or 16 minutes down uh, so so do you think this battle will be Paul's Pogacar nobody else because Wood Van Aert was there and I said in a live coverage yesterday Wood Van Aert walks on walks off he's got a good day and a bad day a good day and a bad day that's kind of been the pattern so far it has. Look, I won't say I won't say Quintana's out of it because he he's one point behind Pogaccia and they're both um, and he's basically twelve points behind Poles. Woods is the same. He's on the same points as Quintana. Then Van Art is two points behind them. So in theory, all of those guys can win, still win. They need to break away, obviously, tonight, and they need to at least get maximum points on the Tourmalet, and then who knows what's up what unfolds. So there is a chance, but if they're going to win, if they're going to win, remembering Pogacar is effectively on the same points as them, they're all in the 60s and it's Poles who's got that 10-point buffer. So if Pog collects zero points on the Tourmalet because there's a breakaway, say, and Quintana takes it or Woods takes it, they've got to hope that they've got a big enough margin that they can get some points on the Luzardi Den. So they've got a place on the stage to get some points. So it's a, yeah, it's a tough battle. Whereas Welt Poles, he wins the Tourmalet. I think he can just about do enough to seal it. So much to play on. So we, like, we just actually did a preview of the stage. Stage 18, uh, Pote Luzardinen. Uh, it's always mythical, those names. And I know we've used that name mythical a lot in the coverage, but uh, this is what the Pyrenees are about. Uh, and it's just grandiose, if I should say. Uh, and again, you said two or category, Luzardinen, the finish, and you've got the Tourmalet in between. Uh, I mean, what more can we say about these stages, although they're 
there will be crowds as well, a lot of crowds there. This is the last mountain stage of the Tour de France. We're expecting a lot of people on these climbs. Yeah, I don't think you could ask for much more, actually, uh, for a final mountain stage. Not super long. Two of the most iconic climbs in Tour de France history. It's And, you know, iconic start town as well in Pol. They, they always go to Pol at, at some stage in the tour. So you're right. I think it's, it is going to be the, the, the best sort of stage that we can see. Um, and, look, if anything... In terms of the crowds, if it's anything to go by, what we saw last night, um, great crowds and, you know, just some of the classic dress-ups. We saw we saw a man in nappies running up the climb. So you and I were like, do you think the guys, they just go in front of the mirror wearing a nappy and just a nappy, 2,000 meters, yeah. and like, shall I bring a coat? Shall I, shall I bring anything else? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. they're doing their dress-up down in Poe, down in the valley that morning in the in their... Um, um, you know, campground, and they're in the they're in the dressing rooms. Going, how do I look? What do you think? Too much, mate. Perfect. That is perfect. Don't put anything else on. That is exactly how we want it. Bring a hat, but bring a hat. Yeah, bring a hat because it's going to be hot. We not, might need sun cream. <laughs> These guys are nuts, but this is why we love the Tour de France. You know, I know you guys. Some some of you are. We see the comments. Some of you say, "Oh, the public is crazy. The public." But it's also what makes the Tour de France. It's nuts, and this is why we love it. And by the way, we're agreeing with you. The public are crazy, <laughs> or some of the fans are crazy, but it is good. It's and I said at, again at, also at one point last night. It just dawned on me, and I've I've been in this sport for dare I say it forty years. What what is still is unique and is is fantastic, and we need to hang on to this. Is that I saw a couple of young teenage kids on the side of the road as. Pogacar was going by and Alaphilippe it was Alaphilippe in fact so the you know the French darling Bastille Day in the world championship colors they are within inches of his face screaming at him yelling him encouragement tell me another sport that can do that when the athlete is absolutely on their limit in their in their chosen sport there isn't there isn't another sport right now, and it's, this is why we love cycling. It's not sterile and it's up a road. It's, it, it's amongst the people. It's not the people coming to the sport. It's the sport coming to the people. And this is almost unheard of, of, of our sport. Maybe running is a bit like this, but the crowd don't get wild at running. And you say, you know, it's, it's not sterile. Probably in a time when we do need a little bit of sterilization. <laughs> but it is. It's beautiful. And look, you know, agree or disagree with it. It's just it is it is lovely to see crowds back at the tour. Um, that, that's that's what we've all missed for a year. Absolutely, thank you, Maka, and then uh, we'll see you tomorrow on the podcast again. And of course, you are on Bonjour le Tour with us tonight at uh, five o'clock. Ah, oh, damn, early start. Okay, yep. Yeah, I better I'll, I'll do my hair and uh, I'll have a shower. See you then. Yeah, please. Thank you. Uh, this was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick word on our sponsor, Zwift. I have the privilege of interviewing cycling greats Matthew Vanderpool and Garant Thomas, both of whom use Zwift as part of their training program. They've even done a few races on Zwift, and you can too. There are races for all levels, with new events starting every five minutes. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com, and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Ride on.